This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. I'm Ken Apsuk, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire. We're finally on the air today. Busy day at work, but I've been thinking about Game of Thrones all day, and you guys got some good calls and questions coming in. And don't forget comments. I finally got around to updating the Anchor app, as I said on the program yesterday, so I can get to your comments. Uh, Even though I had a different version, a beta version, from a while ago, because I'm an employee of Anchor, right? I have my own Anchor show. I should be up to date. I thought I was. And I kept getting comments, and I kept trying to find them on the episodes, and I couldn't. Until finally, I realized, ah, I'm a dodo. I had to update the app. So the app is updated, so we can have conversations by text form on the episodes. Feel free to do that, but as always, call into the station. That's what I love the most, because your voice makes up this show just as much as mine. And we have right now a call from a brand new voice. Uh, hey, Ken. Uh, first time, long time, man. Uh, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on what role Danny's interest in John's resurrection will play in next season. Uh, she made it a point a couple times to uh, to ask what Davos meant about uh, John took a dagger in the heart for his people. And uh, when I talk about it with uh, with others, uh, when I talk with others about the season, uh, they rarely bring it up. I think it's going to be a pretty big point in uh, John and Danny's story next season, and I uh, would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, man. Austin with a first-time call. Austin, I appreciate it. Keep adding your voice to the conversation because you bring up a great point, something that I don't think is talked about a lot. Now, we keep talking here on Daily Thrones about Danny's reaction to the news of Jon Snow being Aegon Targaryen. I think that is, to me, the biggest question going into next season because how she reacts, I think we can kind of guess how Jon's going to react. What? No, that's not me. I'm a Stark. I don't want to be king. I don't want to be Azor Ahai. I don't want to be the princess promised. I just want to go brood. But Danny, if she reacts bad, if she reacts hurt, or if she throws her full support behind Jon, it could be the tide-turning decision. And it is very interesting, as Austin points out. Danny was very intrigued by this whisper of a rumor of John taking a knife for his people, dying for his people, and John didn't want anyone to know about it, very clearly. I think he kind of messed up. Davos messed up by bringing it up, sure, but John's reaction to it, though he had to cut him off, just makes you more intrigued. It's like when you find out some salacious gossip, sometimes once you find out the truth, it's less interesting than the anticipation or the scuttlebutt about the truth. So, Maybe Danny finds out, and oh, all right, that's a good reason why I love him. And then she finds out more information, and then we figure out what kind of love she still has for John. Uh, or maybe she gets a little freaked out. Maybe again, this confirms that John is in a better position than her to rule, to win, to take over. And maybe that doesn't sit well with Danny. Now, Danny has grown. Danny has been through an amazing amount of trials, consequences, uh, and, and, and obstacles, and changes. 
I don't want to think of Danny as a brooding brat who's going to be like pouty that John has a better line to the throne than she does. But there could be something to that. She has anger in it. And she could be freaked out. Number one, if she finds out that's her nephew that she just did that with, might freak her out. But also, uh, the idea that John is reborn, that John is not alive. If we're following George R. R. Martin's take on Beric Dondarrion, uh, Lady Stoneheart, and now John, they are reanimated whites powered by fire as opposed to ice. John technically is not supposed to even have a beating heart anymore. I don't know if the show will con- carry on that lore and canon. I don't know. We'll see. But she could be completely freaked out and it could spin her off into a negative reaction to the overall big picture news about Jon Snow. So Austin, it's a great question. Respond back. Let's hear your thoughts. And you guys out there in Daily Thrones land, call in, comment. Let's hear what you think. Why? Was Danny interested in knowing about Jon's potential death? or what that was, what do you think it will mean? Hey, Ken. So I was thinking about something since we're going into the final season of the series. Now, um, what happens if the ending just isn't satisfying and all, like, the majority of us are just like, that just wasn't good? Now, I've watched a lot of TV, and I've been at both ends of the spectrum with this, with series finales. Um, I was a big fan of Smallville. I thought the Smallville series finale was extremely satisfying and on the opposite end i was a fan of dexter and i thought the dexter series finale was horrible horrendous now if any show can deliver a satisfying series finale i have no doubt it's game of thrones but there's still in the back of my mind is that feeling like what if it just isn't good and we're just complaining about it and we have to live with it because no matter what this spin-off prequel is it's not going to be with these characters all right guys eric monroe has the biggest toughest question we have to face what if what if game of thrones ends and it's not a good ending it's possible great tv shows have come to crashing ends great tv shows have had well good well-written, well-performed, well-shot, well-presented episodes that left people unsatisfied. Sopranos, case in point. That open ending people didn't like. Sticking the landings is one of the hardest things for any TV show to do, without a doubt. It's going to be no different for Game of Thrones. We have already see the show struggle, or be perceived as struggling i like season seven more than some people did but without a doubt season five six and seven had some moments where you're like ah the show is wrapping up and i don't know if i like the way it's wrapping up i don't know if i like the way some of these stories have been executed i feel they're past the books or without the map that the books provided and it's creating question marks or doubts in the show's ability to stick this landing I, like probably most of you, have absolute full faith that HBO, Dan and Dave, Brian Cogman, the whole team, will stick the landing. Even, say, episode 6 here of season 7, the mission north of the wall, the death of Viserion, the Night King's Chains... That was probably the least well-received episode of Season 7. 
that's still better than almost anything that's ever been on television before. Go back to the 80s. My favorite show was Airwolf. That was pretty bad. Television is at an amazing, amazing point right now. It's doing things we never could have imagined. And Game of Thrones has been a large part of that and a leader of the pack. So I think they'll stick the landing. But if they don't, man, you think there's a lot of Game of Thrones programming. Now there's going to be a lot of think pieces on how the show failed. And then there'll be a lot of naysayers. A lot of people said, I told you so, that you could trace this back to season two, episode one. That's when the show started to falter. The other thing is, it could be an amazing ending, but the people are still going to be unhappy with it. We're still going to have problems. I think as a fan group, we should uh, start to brace for impact. I think it's going to be kind of hard for people to not have a problem with it. I think you're just disappointed. It's over. And I say this time and time again. I think the problem a lot, uh, a lot of us have with either... You know, Star Wars coming back, or uh, the potential end of Game of Thrones, Blade Runner coming back, Ghostbusters, anything. Uh, We always want these things to happen, but we have our own personal expectations. And it's hard to meet our own expectations. So, the ending of Game of Thrones. We can predict, we can uh, go out of our way to speculate, but when it comes to it actually happening... We're probably going to be disappointed on some level because it actually ended. Now, one of the big things I think Game of Thrones has in its corner and to its advantage is the fact that even though they've been writing beyond the books and past the books and without the books as a guideline, they have been told the end game by George R.R. Martin. And I do believe whether or not, say, Jamie's the Valonqar in the books but not on the show, Danny dies in the books but not in the show, all those kind of comparisons. I do believe they are going towards the end that George R.R. Martin has planned. And that provides me faith. Now, that ending still might be hard to swallow. Who knows what George R.R. Martin has cooked up for the ending of this entire saga. But I believe... I do believe that they're working towards that ending, and that will give me some faith. What do you guys think? Call in, comment, should we brace for impact? Are you brace for for impact? And what kind of ending would make it bad? How could this show end on a bad note? Let's talk about those ideas. Pitch your bad endings for Game of Thrones here on Daily Thrones. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Make it happen again. Call in. Don't forget we have the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review if you're on iTunes. All that good stuff. And comment. Let's talk. Let's chat. We'll see you tomorrow on Daily Thrones.